You are listening to Rankin Vile, a proud member of the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hey, y'all. We wanted to give a quick trigger warning here at about 35 minutes into the podcast. uh, We talk about the movie Satan's Children, which heavily features rape, sexual assault, and severe homophobia. Uh, If you don't care to listen to that, we will see you next week. Hey, guys. Welcome to Rankin' Vile, the podcast where we are ranking every single horror movie ever made. And this is Ryan. And this is Quincy. How's it going, Quincy? How's your week going? It's going pretty good. Um... I finally started reading Mallory O'Meara's uh, The Lady from the Black Lagoon. Uh, I bought it when it came out in hardcover, and it's just been sitting on my Mm -hmm. shelf. And I literally looked at my books and said, if not now, then when? And I was like, yeah, I really have no excuse not to read this. (laughs) Right. It's so good. Yeah, it's one of those books that it's, it's so good, and I feel like I get so angry when I read it. Because of just seeing how much of a fucking shitbird um, Bud uh, Westmore was to everybody, but especially Millicent Patrick. It's it's wild. Also, uh, Mallory O'Meara uses um, the footnote better than anyone I've read in a very long time. Right. Honestly, with Mallory, Mallory O'Meara's uh, footnotes are sort of Terry Pratchett level to me, where it's just <laughs> like a, a big a big part of the draw. It's almost like uh, you remember when we were all using Tumblr and, you know, people would have like cheeky commentary down in the tags. And that's that's where it was really popping was in the tags. This is I feel like Mallory O'Meara's footnotes hit that same chord for me. Um, Quincy, what what ghoul shit have you been consuming this week? Ryan, I went to my first uh, internet anime convention. Whoa. So I wait, went an to Funimation anime Con convention. 2020. <laughs> what was that so, like on the internet? Uh, it's, it's, it's as cringy as you could imagine. So it is literally just a live stream <laughs> of people in their homes uh, who are voice actors mm-hmm. and panelists just talking about shows, and there is a live chat. And, uh, Bud, the people that are in the Funimation Con live chat are not the people you want to be live chatting with. Oh, man. Yeah, especially for Funimation. I feel like I'm immediately just, like, sort of trying to back away from that, like a cat who went the wrong way down a ledge, and they're, like, shambling backward. Now, I will say um, it was pretty fun. Uh, I have not deep into My Hero Academia. I like it quite a bit, but I am not by any means a mm-hmm. fan or anyone who has any knowledge of the show besides, you know, superhero right. school. But uh, they had a game where all the American voice actors were playing uh, MHA trivia and the rage of people in the chat for this person that does the voice of the show. I can't believe you don't know Deku's favorite soda uh, is LaCroix. Like, how do you not know that? It's like, well, of course they don't because they don't watch the show. They just make it. And their, you know, studio time is like a fraction of the runtime of the show. They don't have to do the whole Mm -hmm. episode live. They do, their lines and then they go home uh, and it's their job. So of course they don't know that, but uh, right. it was wild to watch. Oh, also I got to see a brand new show. So they had some uh, live streams of new shows and they did some simulcasts. So I got to see Deca Dense, oh, which is um, about a city on wheels. So it's mortal engines, but with Kaiju and that's pretty cool. Honestly, I the the thing that I I because I'm 18 million years behind everybody, uh, I am watching uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender for the first time. <laughs> um, and Man. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm what gonna have a, think? a. How does that movie? 
what is that movie like in 2020? <laughs> oh, oh no, no, not the movie. The the series Avatar: The Last Airbender. I oh, I, I am a fool. I, have... I thought we were talking about Avatar, the James Cameron film. <laughs> oh, see, I thought you were talking about the movie The Last Airbender by M Night Shyamalan, and you were thinking of the movie Avatar by James Cameron. Jesus. <laughs> oh man, we're just oh. Yep one one out of three of these things is good. Um, I've still never seen James Cameron's Avatar because I kind of figured like. I'm okay, you know. Like I don't, I don't really, I don't really. Have you seen the movie Pocahontas? Because then you've seen Avatar. (laughs) That's my understanding of it: is that it's fucking Pocahontas in space. Um, And Avatar: The Last Airbender, the 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 cartoon series. um, I'm. This is going to be a very spicy and controversial take that might make me a lot of enemies, and it might poison the waters of this great podcast. But Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's a pretty good show. Oh, man, I was white knuckling it through that. You were terrifying. (laughs) Because I... You know what? No, I I have not watched it because I am afraid of the backlash. Because so many people have spoken so highly of it that it's it's got Mm -hmm. too much pressure for me to watch it and give any opinion positive or negative see i i get that i feel like for me it's that um the way that we came to it was sort of we had just done um a, a hannibal uh series rewatch so we'd seen all three seasons of hannibal and like finally finished the fucking series um and then one's thoughts naturally turned to children's cartoons after that i guess and we are fully three seasons into it and the the thing that i love about this show um, cause so, you know, the, uh, the, the Draco and leather pants trope of the troubled bad boy that the fans all latch onto for whatever reason. Yeah. Fire. So the fire nations, uh, 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 prodigal son, Prince Zuko, um, played, uh, played by, uh, Donnie Basco, the guy that did, um, that played Rufio in hook. Um, What's incredible about this character is that he is hot, but not for the reasons the show thinks he is, because I think the show thinks that he's supposed to be like, oh, he's so brooding and he's so troubled and he's got a dark past and he's, you know, sort of like doing the Sephiroth thing. He's hot because he's dumb as hell and he tries his best. (laughs) Like he doesn't he makes no good decisions at any point. He is attractive entirely because he is uh, a goddamn disaster. And he only makes bad choices. And, I, you know, I find that appealing. I find that appealing in a guy. Um, honestly, the, the the ghoul shit that I've also been uh, consuming this week. So, Satanic Panic documentaries. So, obviously, for this episode, we're doing two different uh, Satan-themed things. Let me tell you about Anton LaVey. <laughs> <laughs> but before you do that, I need you to remind you that Dante Basco was in the movie But I'm a Cheerleader. Oh shit, he was in that? He's the gay wrestler and uh that's oh, probably man. the absolute best. Well, that's fan- that's just fantastic. I remember Dante Basco was also in uh a Christian like a, a, it was a, a straight video Christian movie that was trying to be the movie Road Trip <laughs> or like Euro Trip. Only it's like Christian and Dante Basco, I think this was this must have been a sort of like, you know what? I got to buy a new refrigerator. Sure, I will be in your Christian film. Um and yeah, but so I need to I need to watch uh, but I'm a cheerleader mostly because I would watch uh, Natasha Leone do liter- literally anything. Uh well, let me ask you if you're ready for this movie. Do you like RuPaul? Mm-hmm. Do I, you like, well, that's a complicated uh, question. <laughs> I like RuPaul's drag race. <laughs> yeah. Well, RuPaul if you like person, watching RuPaul as a person as seems a, like kind of a nightmare. Yeah, do you like the character RuPaul? Oh, sure, the character RuPaul is great. Yeah, so if you like the character RuPaul, or or RuPaul's acting, (laughs) in addition to 90s uh, Twee Pop and Natasha Lyonne, then you're in luck, because that movie's great. Well, shit. So, clearly, I I need to see this. I still haven't rewatched Russian Doll since I watched it, and I'm kind of like... I don't, it's it's so good that I don't want to, like, devastate my fucking brain again by watching season one of Russian Doll. Um, so anyway, speaking of Satan, let's, t- let's, talk <laughs> let's about dive Satanus, into the first movie. Because we- I'm ready to go oh, hard boy. on this movie. So what we got was our mm-hmm. kind friends at M- MVD Entertainment Group sent us the double disc Satanus, The Devil's Mass, 
backed with Satan's Children. This is an AGFA, American Genre Film Association, and Something Weird co-production, and boy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, and by the way, these are... These are fresh 2K scans of uh, theatrical prints. My favorite thing about America Genre Film um, Archive is that they are just saving weird stuff. And these are scans of theatrical prints, not masters. So you see the scratches and like, this is something that was just sitting in the back of a theater and Agfa's like, we'll take that. And then they threw it on a scanner. Which I think you want for Satanus, the Devil's Mass, which is like, maybe I don't want to watch this documentary about the Church of Satan from 1970 in like pristine high def. I want the scratches and I want the weird warping. Yeah. So uh, is this the most psychotronic film there is? Now, all right. So and first of all, yes. Second of all, when we say psychotronic film what what's the what's the vibe we're, we're talking about like what is that what does that mean in practical terms so to me psychotronic is just insane a, a, another word that i've been using lately is paracinema it's not actually okay cinema it's it's something that is approximating cinema but for all the wrong reasons or or even sometimes mm-hmm. it is accidentally artistic <laughs> But that was not its intention. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This movie is definitely artistic, but not for the reasons it thinks it is. Exactly, yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. I've also found lately, uh, I get so bored with these movies that I am forced to analyze the film composition of the movie because nothing (laughs) in the film is grabbing my attention. (laughs) Yeah, which so that's that's the thing about this. So it is a uh, now in in 1970. Um, this is you know fully a decade and a, and some change before the Satanic Panic, um, and it's a documentary that is invited inside the 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 dark and scary world of uh, the Church of Satan, and more specifically, it's like six people who live in Anton Sandra LaVey's house. Basically, yeah. My favorite thing is the movie starts with man on the street interviews with Anton's neighbors, and and this poor dude is just so sick of trash blowing into his backyard. He's like, (laughs) Anton does not replace his shingles, and in the winter they just blow into my backyard, and I'm sick and fucking tired of it. That guy's amazing. He's got this really Larry David vibe, and he's just he's so annoyed. He's just like a put upon neighborhood man who's like, yeah, like they're they, they've got garbage on their lawn and they're just they're so I don't I don't like them. He's like, I don't give a shit about Satan. I'm I'm more worried about him just being an <laughs> unkind neighbor. Yeah, like you know what, buddy? I, if you want to worship Satan, that's great. Clean up afterward. That's yeah. that's it. Like, you know, don't leave condom wrappers all over your lawn. You know, this motherfucker is the type. He's like my grandfather. He's the type that would like take scissors to cut his front lawn because it had to be exact. And we all know Anton LaVey was not um, the first one to mow the lawn in the neighborhood in his little devil (laughs) horns. That's really, that's what it is. If you're the head of your own local devil cult, this is all a scheme to avoid having to do the dishes. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're trying to tell your like six roommates that like uh actually there's a pecking order and i asked my pal satan and he said it's cool so you got long story short you're the one who has to fucking pick up the groceries this week um it's well and it's incredible because so it's it starts out uh with giving us an inside look at a uh, a black mass uh for the church of satan and it's boring it is yeah. so boring like it's it's a bunch of like bo- of, of middle-aged white people sort of standing around in a suburban home and they've got like sort of black light it's not black light like how would you describe the lighting so it is um it's all red gels over spotlights and i can't figure out if that was uh ray laurent the director who was doing that because also he is using a hand cam 
And he's like getting up into the faces of all the nude women and like doing all these extreme mm-hmm. close-ups and these avant-garde Dutch angles. So I can't tell if it was staged for that or if they always have really stupid Halloween lighting in their home. Yeah. Slash well, and, and and what's incredible to me also is because well, and yeah, and well, because I, I personally know, like, I, I and, and have known a lot of Satanists who are mostly just pretty chill. And they're like, I don't know, like, it's it's sort of a shock value thing to be like, yeah, I'm a Satanist, where it's really just like atheism with a shocking title. These, these are people who are committed to a very intense LARP, I think, yes. because they've got like sc- they've got skulls and shit. This looks like one third of a Spencer Gifts. Um, yes, and yes, Anton are... LaVey. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and then Anton LaVey, who is, his facial hair is a little too groomed. Yeah, it's it's that literally they're like Mephistophelian, you say. Is there anything, <laughs> is there any hope of you not to be a Satanist if you start curling your mustache and like, cutting your goatee into a point that's a great question and i my response to you is so while i was falling down a, a, an anton Levey research hole i found out that apparently and this is on his wikipedia page i'm not just like bullshitting you he apparently got his entire uh, persona and outfit and grooming situation from an episode of wild wild west <laughs> where, Don, where Don Rickles plays a satanic priest named Asmodeus, and then like a month after that episode aired, this is when Anton LaVey found his like gimmick and was, so, was doing the whole thing. I know that LaVey plagiarized a significant portion of the satanic Bible, so the fact that he oh, also yeah. stole his gimmick from fucking Don Rickles is of no surprise yeah. to me. No, no, no. He also, another incredible thing on his Wikipedia page um, is that he claimed initially that he shaved his head uh, ritualistically in the style of uh, uh, executioners from centuries ago. It turned out he had to shave his head because he lost a bet. (laughs) This is every everything about Anton LaVey is just deeply, deeply spinal tap. And I, I love it with my whole heart. Um, I also love that one of the neighbors is like, Oh, you talking about Tony that lives over there. Yeah. He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> he doesn't clean up his yard, but he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, his, his, uh, with the wind sock on his lawn is a shambles, but apart from that, perfectly nice guy. Yeah. Tony checks my um, mail when I go yeah. out of town. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> He feeds my cats. Good old Tony. You know, hey, he he knows about cats. He's got a lion. He does seem like a cat guy, does does Anton LaVey. And I, I say this as also a cat guy. Listen, does Jackson Galaxy ape Anton LaVey? Oh, or does Anton LaVey <laughs> ape Jackson Galaxy? I know chronologically That's... one comes before the other, but th- is this... Um, and air, is this a uh, logical fallacy, or are they connected? Or is he, or or was Anton Levey like a backdoor pilot for Jackson Galaxy? They both have shaved heads. They both whisper to cats, probably. <laughs> they both have really meticulous facial hair. I think, yeah, you know what? Jackson Galaxy is actually Anton Levey. Um, <laughs> now, what's incredible about this documentary is that it's it's, it's trying to give us uh, uh, a peek into the worldview of Anton Levey and um, his followers, and a lot of I would say most of this documentary is people sitting around in a room uh, talking, which I guess is most documentaries. Um, but it's mostly just people sort of being like, "Yeah, you know, I think the Christian Church is really hypocritical, and I think we should all jerk off more. I think that's fun." Um, now everybody else hanging out at the, the Anton Xander LaVey compound is more interesting than him. Um, there's a lady in here who I, I cannot stop thinking about. I'm so proud of her. Um, she's got her tits out for like most of this movie. Like she's just like constitutionally naked and we're, you know, but she also sits around 
vibing, basically, with a fake skull in front of her crotch. Paper mache skull in her crotch, um, snake around her neck like the fucking Britney Spears video. Oh, man. Just vibing. Just vibing <laughs> hard. And they're like, how old are you? And she's like, I'm 56. Would you believe it? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, well, I don't feel yeah, 56. Yeah. And then she just shimmies. <laughs> yeah, could a 56-year-old do this and like shimmies off of the snake? There's so many shimmying 56-year-olds. I can't figure out if she's the same one <laughs> that talks about teaching her son to masturbate or not. Oh, this definitely is. She mentions that uh, growing up, she's so she's desert folk, um, which she sort of, you know, takes pains to talk about having grown up with her weird brothers in the desert. And there was like nothing to do but like jerk off. Um, and then she talks about like teaching her son to jerk off. And and it's not like a, and you would think that, oh, it's a documentary about s- Satanists in 1970. Does that mean that she It's like, no, she just like informed him that masturbation was a thing. Yeah, and maybe it, he should give that a go. Now, she says that she taught her son to masturbate. She said, "Hey, you should masturbate because you have acne." This this was a practical consideration, and she was like, "Well, I don't know if he ever started jerking off, but his acne cleared up." Yeah, and and I'm baffled because I've never heard that claim before that if you masturbate, your acne will go away. That's a that is a weird thing because it's like those are jer- uh, uh, jerking off too much and having acne are both very adolescent things. But they don't, I don't think they really affect each other. Like, it's not like jizz is clogging up your pores or something. It's not like a and pressure so valve is released and things are equalized. It's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are, these it's are, like these are unrelated. flipping things. the steam um, vent on your, your pressure cooker. <laughs> well, during, during one of the rituals, Desert Lady is just vibing with 666 scrawled across her chest and like magic marker. Um, which is the, my favorite lazy Satanist cosplay was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a Satanist. You know what? I've got my tits out. Six, six, six. Get my fu- favorite fuck off. Like, is this the is... guy with the fucking Crypt Keeper mask on. <laughs> you know what? That guy's the MVP. Like, and, and this is what I realized while watching this, because I, you look at the poster for it. It's called Satanus, you know, and, and. I think especially at the time, I wonder if this was a, a genuinely very shocking documentary to watch in 1970, because watching it uh, in the harsh light of 2020, I wanted some lurid bullshit. Like, give me the fucking theater, you goddamn nerds. Okay, here's like, the what? thing that's especially false flat. It is about a decade mm-hmm. too short of the sexual revolution. It is a decade too mm-hmm. late to be like, hey, we're sexually liberated. They're like, yes, yeah, so is all of America in the sixties get with the times. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's exactly it. Yeah. Like if this had, if this had come out in like the early sixties, then it would have been, you know, like a real thing. But mostly at this point, it's a bunch of people who don't shave their fucking pubes talking about fucking and not going to church, which like hard saying, what are we, what are there we doing? There's a scrub in this movie that prays to Satan to make his dick bigger. And it's like, get, <laughs> that fucking like, get guy. out of here and the other guy that's like hey that's, i got a crush yeah. on my bartender i wish uh he would fall in love with me can you make satan make him fall in love with me which one mood um who has not prayed to satan to make someone fall in love with you but two like oh sure just, well just satan's the first guy them. you go to just ask the person <laughs> it's called consent <laughs> yeah like it's hey like, buddy hey, uh, would I, you like to go out yeah, like, hey, I, I talked to Satan. He said you should fucking talk to them like a human being. I don't know. He's, but he said it real spooky and mean. Is that okay? Is that better? Like, does that does that make you want to go achieve your dreams? Um, there, there is one scene in this movie where you know they're 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 doing the satanic rituals. Which, by the way, I can't get over. They've got the you were, you were talking about the snake. Uh, they have a boa constrictor in this film. That you know you've got like a naked lady sort of they. You, you see the snake and you're like, okay, are we finally going to get some devil shit? Like maybe like somebody should drink some blood or chop something off or sacrifice something like something. And then they bring the boa constrictor out and there's a naked, uh, n- naked actually, because there is a, a distinction between naked and naked. Everybody in this movie is naked. <laughs> that is, yeah, th- 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 which means naked and up to no fucking good. 
Uh, and they are sort of standing around while somebody is playing a, a bass drum rhythmically. And a lady just sort of like loiters aggressively while holding a boa constrictor <laughs> and then hands it to other people. And the boa constrictor is chill as fuck and just like, hey, guys, I'm a snake. What's going on? And everyone's like, oh, Satan. And they're like passing the snake around. The snake has a great day. Yeah. Um, I think what else is frustrating is this movie is desperately trying to be direct cinema. It's it's they Laurence saw mm-hmm. um, Grey Gardens and was like, we're going to make that movie about Satan. So we're not going to step in and do any direction. But that also means we're going to get the entire church to sit in a room and just talk over each other for an hour. And it drove me insane. <laughs> Just oh, make people the, the, talk. Yeah, the, Give them the talking stick and let people talk one at a fucking time. <laughs> yeah, we got to have the fucking talking stick because so much of it, like, yeah, it's a lot of crosstalk and a lot of people talking over other people. And it's the problem is that I've been like, we've been to college. So we've all had the fucking conversation where it's like, yeah, maybe being a good person, you know, isn't tied to one specific ideology and you can be a good person without believing in God. And, you know, everybody and maybe it's that in 1970, this was a novel conversation. I have personally been trapped outdoors at a party and have gone through a pack of cigarettes having to listen to somebody basically do this. (laughs) Um, It's it's. It's a lot. There's one lurid cool thing in here, which is um, uh, somebody gets uh, f- uh, a naked person gets their butt flogged uh, during a ritual and they're just like hanging out and, and they're getting, you know, the flogger and someone is like reading shitty like Aleister Crowley poetry. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Like, <laughs> now, my favorite part of this is they talk about they had a lion. They had a fucking lion named Togar. Yeah, and the neighbor's like, he was all right, he was loud, but he wasn't as bad as the shingles and trash in my yard. (laughs) (laughs) Look, at least the lion fucking cleaned himself with his tongue. Like, (laughs) Anton LaVey, that messy motherfucker, he didn't deserve that lion. And they, they, they talk about how, like, they had the lion as a cub, and apparently the cub would, like, chew on Anton LaVey's leg, and he'd be like, ah, quit it, Togar, no bite. And then the lion got bigger. And the thing is that it's a fucking lion and they had to like the authority sort of came and took the lion away and put it in the zoo. Um, and one of the ladies mentions that they uh, they all put a curse as a as a congregation on whoever uh, led to the um, extradition of Togar the lion from their home. They put a curse on everybody who would take away their lion. Like. It's that's more of the shit that I wanted. And so much of this is just crosstalk about like bad philosophy. Yeah, it's yeah. I just I wanted more spectacle from the documentary about Satanists. Would this film have made a different impact on an 18 year old Ryan than it does on a 32 year old Ryan? Oh, Almost definitely. Like, if I had seen this at 18, I think maybe there'd be some kind of mystique around it. The other thing that drives me crazy is that they've sort of, their their, uh, black masses are somehow just as boring as regular church. Like, they've got, (laughs) for whatever reason, organ music in the background, which makes sense because Anton LaVey apparently is an organ player and has, like, worked in the Bay Area as an organist. If you're the Church of Satan in 1970, give me some fucking Iron Butterfly, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> some, like, M- MC5 or something. Black Sabbath, like, it's right there in the name. Oh my god, yeah. Put on fucking... <laughs> you, can, you could just put on the self-titled song Black Sabbath on repeat for Black Mass, and and you're fine. You don't need bad organ music. It's, it's so frustrating. So, where do you want to put it on the list? Because it's not not good and, no, and it's not no, significant no. but i didn't hate <laughs> watching it like i was not like give me back my life but i was also like that was really stupid and i want to put right. all these dorks in a toilet and sh- or and shove them in lockers <laughs> that's what it is there's there's a well that my problem is if you're a satanist in 1970 if you're going to have long hair, you got to wash it, man. Like you can't, 
you can't just let it get stringy and greasy if you're a Satanist. Like, just because you worship the, yourself, comma, or Satan, comma, or Satan as construct of the self, doesn't mean you can't fucking cream rinse your hair. And you live in the you live in the Bay Area in this documentary. Like, there's absolutely no excuse. Wash your hair. Um, unrelated. Uh, so, looking at the list. Uh, all right. Where? All right. I'm looking. I'm I'm looking on the list, Quincy. Which is a better movie, uh, Satanus uh, from 1970 or The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires at number 142? Absolutely not as good as Hopping Vampires. Ryan, which movie is yeah. a yeah, more... Yeah, we got Hopping Vampires. Which movie is a more informative documentary? Pagan Invasion, Halloween Trick or Treat at 407 or Satanus, The Devil's Mass? Ooh, you know what? I want to now. And of course, uh, Halloween trick or treat pa- yeah, pa- or pagan invasion, colon Halloween trick or treat. I want to give the edge to pagan invasion just because it had cooler graphics, even though it's um, it's all lies. <laughs> oh, oh, it's it's all horseshit. You know what? That's what it is. That was all horseshit that entertained me significantly. And Satanus, the devil's mass is like it's it's verite, but it's so goddamn boring. So and I just I wanted a little bit of spectacle. Speaking of goddamn boring, we have Robert Stack hosting uh, the unexplained witches, werewolves, and vampires at number four twenty. Nice, blaze <laughs> <laughs> it! Holy shit! Now Peter, yeah, Peter Graves coming out to tell me about some some werewolves. Um, yeah, yeah, I want to give the edge to that. I also speaking of uh, werewolves, I want to point out. Anton LaVey talking about his book collection and Glenn Danzig talking about his book collection. (laughs) That Venn diagram is basically a circle where like Glenn Danzig is like, yeah, here's here's my book full of werewolf stories. All all true, all verified werewolf stories. It's it's pretty cool. And like that's literally just Anton LaVey. It it only occurred to me like last night that one of my parents' friends not only introduced me to Rocky Horror Picture Show because my parents brought me over to Mm -hmm. a dinner he was having and that was just on in the background and I sat and watched it unattended by the adults. But he also introduced me to that Danzig tape because he brought that over to my parents' Halloween party and put it on the TV. Uh, That man is a saint and a hero. (laughs) Wait, was he? So it was just a video of Glenn Danzig talking about his book collection. Oh, that's from the the mother VHS tape. Oh, so this was like it was like the the music video plus like backstage and extra footage of Glenn Danzig doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, so it's like the first tape. It's like a feature length tape of of Danzig music videos, concert footage, and him talking about books. <laughs> Man, that's, you know what, and this is uh, responsible for a healthy part of your DNA, I think, <laughs> was being exposed to those two specific things at a, at a formative age. You were a sleeper cell, and the moment you heard Alkaline Trio, that was actually when that, that gene got activated, and that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why you are who you are. Um, so, honestly, I'm giving the edge to the unexplained colon witches, werewolves, and vampires featuring Peter Graves from four twenty uh, at number 420. Blaze it. Blaze it. <laughs> um, now, yeah, yeah. Now, the, the one that I, I feel comfortable putting it above, at number 421, we have Don't Go Near the Park, which is a, a, kind of a big nothing, right? I will counter that there is a disembowelment with bare hands scene in that movie that does make it pretty good to watch and does earn it a video nasty. That's credit. true. Um, but I would yeah. also argue that that one episode of RuPaul's Drag Race is better than Satanus. Yeah, yeah, the one where the 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 horror themed episode uh, from season six where they have to do uh, yeah horror movie skits. I okay, I think I know where I want to put this. Uh, so at number four twenty five, we have the Alien Factor, which is also kind of a big nothing. At number 426, we have Burned at the Stake from 1981. Yeah. I think I want to, I think I feel good sandwiching it between 
burned at the stake and alien factor to make it our new number 426. I think that's a good place to put it. I, I, I think also because burned at the stake is another movie that didn't deliver the thing I wanted, which was somebody being burned at the fucking stake because it's in the title. <laughs> And Satanus the Devil's Mask for me is also a very unfulfilled expectations thing where I wanted to see some fucking Grand Guignol like shock theater and just didn't get that. Yeah, agreed. So thank you for uh, MVD for sending us this. Now we've got to talk about the bonus feature uh, on this DVD, which is Satan's Children, another feature length film. Uh, which can, you can also watch on Tubi. Now, I recommend purchasing the high-definition Blu-ray. The reverse art is super cool. It's like an old-style poster with with Anton LaVey's goofy mug on it. And there's also some um, trailers and some after-school specials on the Blu-ray special features. But I'd say Satan's Children is worth the price of, of watching Satanus. But if you don't want to do that, and you're a fan of our other favorite streaming service, Tubi, Satan's Children is also streaming on Tubi. Tubi brings the fucking goods when it comes to so bizarre good. psychotronic movies. Um, Satan's Children is is so, one of the most buckwild films I think I've ever seen. It is it is, it, it is the, the city of Tampa, Florida, if that could be a horror movie. Yeah. The sunburns on the cast and crew of this movie are faces of death level uh, grotesque. <laughs> Just the yeah, everybody popping up on on these people. <laughs> yeah, everybody is, is melting like a candy bar on a, a hot dashboard in this film. Um, this movie is like if a Jack Chick tracked... Uh, was given a budget and made by people who are somehow more homophobic than Jack Chick. Yeah, I I was stunned at how offensive this movie was. Even for a clearly yeah. exploitation film from 75, it is jarringly offensive. Well, yeah. And Emmanuel so it's, you know, it's, in it's, America, wherein a woman masturbates a horse, is not as offensive as Satan's children is. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those movies that, like, I'm I'm pretty hard to shock. And even for me, I was mostly, I was, it's, it's, th- this movie is uh, an after school special sort of cautionary tale about the dangers of running away from your shitty abuse of home and getting abducted by a rural Satanist cult. Yeah, so Bobby lives with his dad and his stepsister, and he's got to mow the lawn, and his dad is, like, real strict, and is like, get the lawn mowed, boy, and he's like, I already have, and he's like, fill it with gas. That's wild right there. Bobby's dad says, fill the lawnmower after you mow the lawn with gas. That is insane to me because I was always under the impersonation. You don't want gasoline to just be sitting in your mower. You want to fill it when you use it. Yeah, it's well, and this is not the least of the, the bizarre behaviors from this family. Um, yeah, because Bobby's his stepsister's trying to fuck him. She is tr- she is fully just trying to fuck him for like the first 15 minutes of this film where she's like, you know, all right, the, the, the thing in 80s films, for whatever reason, where uh, uh, the cool, sexy adult move to do was uh, if you're in a public place at like a, a swank restaurant with someone, um, if you're trying to flirt with them, consider sliding off uh, your uh, high heeled shoe and just like rub your foot on their dick under the table. And um, Bobby's which sister I- does this to him. Like that was in Gremlins too for some reason, which like okay, I'm I'm ten. That's this is fine. Me watching this, um, and yeah, Bobby's sister does that move to him, and then he tries to stab her with a fork because he's like, "Fuck off! I don't like this." Right, and she's just yeah, full on just harassing him, and then uh, his father, who um, I would describe his vibe as bewildered pervert. <laughs> Um, where the father is just like, he's making these expressions. Like he's super greasy. Honestly, what it is, um, Quincy, have you seen the greasy strangler? I have avoided the greasy strangler at all costs. You're correct to do so. I've seen it twice. Uh, this movie walked so that greasy strangler could run because like 
all of the dialogue between the father and the son and this this like, daughter it's just like this weird it's like uh, dialogue written to make people look as awful as possible and so the father finds uh, weed in Bobby's room to be fair his stepsister says Bobby what was that brown grass I found in your closet <laughs> Hey, hey, Bobby, what was with that weed I found that you were smoking the weed? Um, So Bobby sort of he runs away from home. But what's incredible is that while he's getting kicked out, he yells, go to hell, go to hell, go to Jesus H. Christ hell, which I sure. okay. and he uh, hits the mean streets of Tampa and we just get like. A lot of montages of him set to like sort of easy listening 70s music, Um, which, by the way, this movie could not look more like 1975. Yeah, it's like the wardrobes, the haircuts. It's it's bleached out colors. It's wild. So Bobby goes to an all night diner and a uh, lonely, bearded, bespectacled man sits in the booth with Bobby and touch and brushes his legs across Bobby and starts hitting on him. You know, what's your name? Where are you from? It's not even coded gay because he is textually a gay man cruising, but it's like the most mm-hmm. like effete, um, you know, milk toast gay man in a very offensive portrayal of this is what all gay people are. Yeah, he's a very boring gay man. But I, <laughs> I, 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 I think my favorite thing about it is that uh, his... Uh, so he gets the bums rush because another guy comes in and goes, hey, I thought I told you you couldn't come in here. And then he sits down and he's like, ah, was that was that guy hitting on you? You know, like asking you, you know, where you're from and what your name is. And I'm like, I love that this movie is like, you know what's super fucking gay? basic consideration for another human being's life. (laughs) Introductions and small talk are so gay. Yeah, if you're like, hey, what's your name? You from around here? It's like, whoa, back off, pervert. Um, And so the uh, Bobby uh, goes home with this dude. I think, okay, my question is, is Bobby canonically queer? it's tampa i don't know you've thrown me for a loop because i was going to say no but there's textual evidence that he could be now i will say that the the biker rapes him the swerve is the biker is actually the predatory gay man not the man from the diner uh because he fucking pulls out a switchblade and says we're gonna have sex now whether you like it or not and then he throws and, yeah. Bobby into a car tied up and in the most insane scene of no, not the most insane scene of the movie. One of the most insane <laughs> scenes of the movie. Yeah. He is you're going to have to put a huge trigger on this episode. He is gang in the back seat of the car while his head is shoved into the dashboard in the front seat of the car. While the car is in motion, by the way, which is the most insane while the part car of this is to me. driving in motion, and people are men are climbing from the front seat to the back seat and the back seat to the front seat because they're taking turns. Also at knife point, it's yeah. Also being forced. Also to at knife point, it. Yeah, it's honestly, especially for 1975. What the fuck was with? rape revenge movies in in the 1970s like were we having a cultural moment you know i think for for women in rape revenge movies there's this argument that on one hand it is this feminist voice of of you know getting back at abuse and you know mallory omira puts this awesome in the lady from the black lagoon this whole idea that horror would be nothing without women because these are horrors that are enacted on women all the time. So like when you watch Miss 45 or, or, you know, anything like that, I spit on your grave. grave, It's like, yeah, she's, she's taking it, you know, the law into her own hands. She's getting back. But when you make it 
but but what tends to happen is these movies, although there are a few good ones, um, The Virgin Spring by Igmar Bergman, you could argue is rape revenge and you know the best of it. Honestly, I think the movie Revenge uh, from uh, I think the last couple of years also does it pretty well because of how it centers agency and how it like shoots everything and how you know everything sort of plays out. You could also argue that Last House on the Left because oh. Craven directly based it off of Ingmar Bergman is pretty good, but a lot of the others are just exploitation where producers are thinking what can we do we can put as much gratuitous sex and violence in the same movie and we can justify one with the other it's the death wish problem of it's the death wish to 30 minute rape scene problem of well we have to justify charles bronson shooting all these people uh, so let's just do something really gross. It's also the George R. R. Martin mm-hmm. problem of characterization by this is a bad dude. Well, why is he a bad dude? I don't know, because he rapes a lot of people. Isn't that bad? Are you happy, right. keyboard warriors? And it's <laughs> do, like Do you feel su- do you feel sufficiently good about this man being horribly murdered? Yeah, and, and that's what happens because the third act of this movie goes apeshit crazy bananas but i'm thinking part of it is the fear of you know the male fear of rape the the anal rape phobia and a very 1975 you know we gotta watch out for gay people movie but also so that this movie can be um so that Bobby's actions in the movie can be justified, but mostly given that the rest of the movie is so heinously homophobic, I think it's just there to be like gay people are gross because it's like JK Rowling. It goes out of its way to offend you. Yeah. Well, and especially, which is also amazing to me that on one hand, uh, this movie hates gay, hates gay and queer people so much and on the other hand, I would say that Bobby spends two thirds of this film in his briefs. Yeah, yeah, it um, is on on camera, like, and he's sort of shot like uh, a woman in an exploitation film, where it's like a lot of slow pans across his, you know, mostly naked body. Um, he is this movie is it's got a weird queasy relationship with this fucking guy. Yeah, and um, that's what's so fascinating about it as paracinema. It's not well made. And the in the thing the director thought he was saying is not the thing that he said, but what is accidentally said is entrancing to me. Because you're right, I think Bobby might be gay. Yeah, well, and especially, which is also a huge problem for the cult. So what happens after, um, so Bobby uh, gets uh, abused by these, these bikers in a, in a moving car, and then he gets his body dumped uh, in a field, um, also naked. And a group of rural Satanists uh, sort of scoops him up and brings him back. And one of the one of the lady Satanists is uh, sweet on Bobby. Um, and so they sort of strike up a relationship and, and everybody else in the cult is like. there's a weird power dynamic where uh, one guy wants to be in charge of the cult, but the lady is the lieutenant of the cult. So like he tries to use her relationship with Bobby against her. And this cult is really big on hanging and torturing cult members who fall out of line. Because I guess Satan is known for his very rigid rules. Yeah, honestly, this is less of a cult and more of a multi-level marketing scheme. um, Where, you know, it's it's very leadership-based. What's also incredible about it is that apparently, according to this movie... Even Satan is homophobic. Like even <laughs> Satan is like, "What? You're gay?" Yeah, because there's, there's another. There's a lesbian woman in the cult, and they beat her and hang her for yeah for being a, a lesbian. Um, and it, what's also incredible is that it's sort of like, oh, you know, like Bobby can't be in the cult because we think he's queer, and they, um, so a lot of silly bullshit happens. They chase Bobby. Um, oh, oh, we do get a scene where a woman 
has to dig uh, herself into a hole and then uh, with her head sticking out of the hole and then she just gets ants put on her head. Yeah, they pour like Cairo syrup on her and they're like, now the ants will get you. (laughs) (laughs) For reasons. And she's like, oh, there's ants crawling on me. They're not eating me. They're just eating this sugar. I'm fine. (laughs) Bobby digs her up and she's just okay. She's tired and sunburned, but that's it. Yeah, she's she's sticky and uncomfortable, but it's Tampa, Florida. Everybody is sticky and uncomfortable. So one um, of the things that's especially fascinating to me is how the uh, music is this prog rock 70s, like Hawkwind asked music. <laughs> yeah. And there is a it's gro- it is groovy. There's Peter Frampton level vocal uh, vocaloid distortion. Uh, during the oh the title. guitar yeah the talk the talk box yeah the talk box during the opening credits and then in the movie they start talking to their Satan altar and that sound comes back and what is interesting is it is unclear textually if that is diegetic sound if that's actually the statue of <laughs> Satan talking or non diegetic sound that's the music score and a reprise of the title sequence. And I am, you know what? I I'm shook because it I choose, could be either. <laughs> I choose to believe that the voice of Satan is diegetically Peter Frampton doing. Do you feel like we do? <laughs> um, and this this Satan this Satan statue looks like something from a children's birthday party. Like it looks like a pinata that they've just decided to pray to. Listen, if Satanus had like, Peter it is, Frampton, it, it is a do you feel Satan. like we do? That would have made that movie so much better. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck off with this organ music. You could have had fucking, like, wah-wah 70s rock. What are we doing? <laughs> um, and so uh, the, the, the part of this that becomes the Rape Revenge movie... Oh, oh, we, we have to talk about one more virulently homophobic part of this movie. The cult leader says to Bobby, who is in bed from being mercilessly beaten and sodomized ooh poor poor bobby you know you're a little gay and you got attacked by some gay guys boo yeah, hoo yeah the guy's hoo. super fucking mean and it's about like, it like what the fuck what <laughs> why are you being so mean <laughs> like this you've just met this person he also says later in the movie he also says later in the movie satan wants winners which is the most <laughs> put that coffee down moment i yeah oh my god <laughs> It's incredible. Like that's that's the line that I keep thinking about is nah, Satan wants winners and you're not a winner. Like it's it's like it positions <laughs> Satan as like a motivational speaker who's like, you know, Satan like self-starters and just you don't have uh you don't have the stick-to-itiveness that Satan requires of people. Like when the fuck did Satan go jogging? Like why Satan if if you're going to try to tell me that Satan is not into lying around and being gay, we're not talking about the same Satan. Put that uh, upside down, cross down. <laughs> Put Satan that goat blood down. Man. Goat blood is for closers. Like, <laughs> it's, this is the weird. I love this cult because it's just like, first of all, guys, if you keep torturing and killing your members, you're going to run out of members. This is not a sustainable strategy for for cult protocol. Like you can't just sort of go like, have you had gay thoughts well, we got to chop your head off with a chainsaw, I guess. Like, look, it's 1970 and we're on the other side of, or we're like solidly in the middle of the sexual revolution. Come on. Like, this is... So then the movie gets gayer somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they... they cha- Because Bobby runs away in just his tidy whities right. through a swamp of tampa oh i've only been to florida once and i hate florida very much it seems like a place of suffering like (laughs) i mean it's the thing is this movie looks it looks humid like everybody's face is like gently misted with sweat everybody is just dripping in this movie like i i felt like i needed to take a shower after i watched satan's children yeah tampa is humid as fuck so Bobby is running through this swamp, being covered in muck, being chased by Satanists. And guess what? The Satanists fall in quicksand. Oh, no. Like, you've just got fucking cartoon ass Looney Tunes fucking quicksand. 
that they fall into and then they just sort of which is also a really interesting uh exploitation genre, subgenre of just quicksand um vice vice did a special one time on quicksand perverts what? and how because of the movies of the 70s and 80s there is a group of people that are obsessed with quicksand scenes wait like sexually interested in quicksand scenes don't quote me on it but probably I mean, that's the thing is people can sort of jerk off to anything but that i don't if they what Jesus Christ, guys. I, I, it's probably pretty... If that is a... Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm fucking furious. I mean, like, as fetishes... As, as, as fetishes... Listen, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but... Oh, sure. You know what? If you're if you're a quicksand pervert, I will yuck your yum. Get what? Stop that. Quit it. Quit it. You put that quicksand away. <laughs> you know, quicksand isn't, a, isn't, like, really a thing. Right. Like, I don't... Like, why can't you just, like, shrink, like, vacuum seal latex around your body like a normal American and mummify yourself? Like, why do you, don't go, don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the sex, the sexual decisions you're used to. Don't go chasing quicksand. Stick to the rivers and streams. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, so long story short, Bobby gets away from the cult and he goes back to his family um, that uh, what kicked him out in the first place. He shows up in what were originally white underwear that are yeah, pitch yeah. black. Like this is his reeking of shit. And the first thing he does is shoot he his looks dad. like uh, Winona Ryder at the end of Heather's. Just like he's he's had a fucking time in his life. Um, and he what uh, like hog ties his stepsister and takes her back to the cults and crucifies her. That seems a bit excessive, don't you think? Like, what's also insane is the entire credit sequence is shown with her being crucified, and then. They run out of credits, but the prog rock song isn't done because it's got another 11 minutes. So then they just hold the freeze frame on the crucified body of his sister for the song to end. What's also (laughs) enraging is the opening credit song is significantly better because it's got that talk box Satan in it. And they cut that song off mid riff because the movie's ready to start. But they got a hold on that final frame to to finish that noodling, and that is just unfair. That's, listen, if you're gonna have it, if if you're going to be this rude about uh, queer queer people and homosexuality, you can't also expect me to listen to a 15 minute Ray Manzarek ass organ solo. I can't do it. While watching a woman die from crucifixion. Man, it's, it seems like a pretty drastic solution to the problem is, and now I'm going to crucify my stepsister. Um, it this, is, this movie is a lot. Is Bobby justified in that? I hate to ask that question, but like the text would position itself to say, yes, Bobby... Bobby's sister deserves right that because because of all the stuff that he well because she through. she also like sexually harassed him and led to him getting kicked out of his house but also like I don't uh, I mean this is a movie where we're talking about people getting like dying in quicksand and getting us like like there's I, I I'm I'm not drawing the line in the quicksand here and saying that that was too much for this movie because every part of this movie is cuckoo Listen. fucking bananas. Like five people just get hanged for no good reason. Yeah, like she actually did something to because they're not winners. <laughs> because they're just not good. Because enough. Satan wants winners, and she was actually a shitty person, so she gets crucified. Um, this movie is completely insane. All right, so who is this movie for? Uh, this movie is for nobody. Nobody, nobody. I can't think of a single person that like, like I'm trying to picture the target demographic for Satan's children. Who's like, yeah, I want to feel, I want to be scared of gay people and also watch them get murdered on screen. But also I want to spend 90 minutes watching a young guy in his tidy whiteies running around. And I just realized, I know that I, I, I know the target demographic actually, uh, closeted Republican senators. That's, that's who I this movie is. I say for. the 
people that do the tags on IMDb, but I think that that, that is the same group. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Senator Tom hey, Cotton. Hey, did you know that the quicksand from that scene was made out of Quaker Oats oatmeal? Yeah, it's just, you no. Know, what it is, it's uh, Senator like Tom Cotton or something in the, the metadata on IMDb going like quicksand, quicksand fetish, quicksand feet, quicksand porn, hair. And it's just him, yeah. Literally, these are plot keywords from IMDb. The number one is underwear. They're not wrong. That's fucking prominently also, featured. homoeroticism, gay subtext, Florida, homoerotic fight, tape over mouth, eaten by ants, <laughs> reference to Satan. Isn't, you're just, you're just reading the screenplay verbatim at this point. Like, that's actually just the <laughs> Male tied up, male nudity, incestuous overtones. Man, this, the people that do this metadata are, I, I want, I'm, if I, you. I'm afraid of them. Spend your afternoon doing IMDb metadata. Please send us an email, rankedvilecast at gmail.com. I want to interview you and understand <laughs> how your brain works. Yeah, we, we want we want a window into that. No tea, no shade. We will not make fun of you. But <laughs> why people are driven to put the tags from these movies <sighs> and just, the I very don't. clear feet.jpg tag. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? It's somehow even more it's somehow even more deviant to me than people who get into the IMDB trivia page to be like Steve Martin is in this movie with someone whose last name is Kane. He was also in another movie with Michael Kane, And it's like, you know, <laughs> who, who are these fucking maniacs who like swing their feet out of bed in the morning and they're like, all right, got to get on the IMDb trivia page. Got to tell people that uh, exactly what brand of gun was used in this motion picture. I don't I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the, the pedants, too. So like. Other movie podcasts, I don't want to steal anyone's gimmick, uh, and I also don't want to give free advertising to podcasts that we're not affiliated oh, sure. with, but I mean, this is not a, a new thing to to read uh, pedantry from IMDb, but it's just wild to me. Yep. Now, all right, so I think, Quincy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say something a little bold, a little out there, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it and see if it's true. Is this movie, Satan's Children, our worst movie on the list? Below even Night of Something Strange at 470. So the reason why Night of Something Strange is at 470 is because it's socially damaging because it has misinformation about sexually transmitted diseases. Right. And I feel that it's that and also like the entirety of its runtime is a rape scene, basically. Um I think yeah yeah it's it's sex zombies yeah yeah it's it's sex zombies I honestly I would put forward that Satan's children might actually be the worst movie we've watched on this list like it's damaging in the way that like I'm glad that I didn't watch this as a young confused queer kid because I think it would have made me feel real bad in my heart to just have everybody like yeah. 24 over seven in this movie talking about queers getting killed and how they need to get killed and kill queer people. And I live in Tampa, Florida and we need to kill queer people. Um, I think this might be the worst movie we, we've watched for this podcast. Yeah, I think, I think although night is something strange is uh, damaging for spreading false information. Uh, it is not, targeting an entire group of people to deny them human rights. So yeah, I think I'm comfortable at putting <laughs> Satan's children. We did it. We finally did wow. it. Wow. Wow. We made it, Adrian. That's I'm, I'm, I'm astounded at how, how bad and harmful and shitty this movie is. Um, this Would is, you be surprised that this was a one and done crew? They never made another movie. You know, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's they made this in the gutters of Tampa. Like they they shot this movie, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Everything about this movie is bad. The acting is bad. The dialogue is bad. The camera work is bad. Like it is, it is useful as a snapshot of Tampa of of like Tampa, Florida, circa nineteen seventy, and nothing else. It is devoid of worth. I, I can't think of a single thing to recommend this movie. 
I do like that they could not shoot at night because they did not have the stock foot, the stock uh, film to do that. So they shoot all of the nighttime scenes during the day and just put a blue gel over the lens so it looks like nighttime. But you can tell by the exposure that it's clearly day. And they pipe in ADR frogs and crickets and yeah yeah like night night sounds it's yeah it, everything about it is shoddy and bad. <laughs> like i i'm so i'm so impressed that we are now 151 episodes into this podcast 471 movies ranked and talked about this is the worst one like we i can you know what yeah i didn't think we could unseat night of something strange and I'm kind of happy that we found one because, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of bad stuff and I'm thinking, well, I'm doing it because maybe it's worse. And I owe it to our listeners to be able to tell them about bad movies. And and that's what it is. Like, Uh, like a lot of the movies that we've watched, you know, we've been sort of like, all right, necromantic baby. We're going to, we're going to watch the, the necrophilia movie. And maybe that one will be, will will knock night of something strange out of the bottom spot. And then we were like, oh, there's some stuff that I kind of like about Necromantic. Um, Hellraiser Revelations, we're doing it. Nah, it's not that bad. <laughs> it sucks, but it's fine. And then there's uh, and then there's this. And yeah, so, so, uh, so coming in at our new number 471 out of 471 is Satan's Children. <laughs> <sighs> I, I would say watch it because, okay, here's the other thing about this. Mm. I've watched this movie one and a half times preparing for this podcast, mm-hmm. and I am surprised that it is the worst movie on the show. I did not realize it while watching it, but upon reflection <laughs> and digestion, yes, it is the worst film I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not even just the worst horror movie I've ever seen. Like, this is, I think this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, while watching it, I was watching it in my goddamn living room like a, like a moron. Uh, like on my laptop and like Sarah walked by at the exact moment that like somebody was fucking, I was like, Oh, sorry. And then, you know, I sort of hit the 32nd forward button cut to satanic orgy immediately after that. And I was just like, all right, well, <laughs> um, nothing better than hitting the 32nd forward to get into more sex. <laughs> and, then it gets, and then it is, it is worse. Um, goddamn. So Quincy, yeah, when... Emily walked through while I was watching it and said, um, wow, this is very homophobic and offensive. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Sure, sure is. I tell you what, it is It is upsetting. It uses that Q slur quite liberally. You know what? And as as people that, like, we've reclaimed the, the, the word queer, it was kind of jarring to see people using it as an insult, where I'm like, yeah, he's, he's instead of saying he's queer, saying he's a queer, and being like, oh, that's, that's fucking weird. Um, yeah, it's pretty yeah. gross. It does not feel good to watch. No, no, feels bad to watch. Feels bad to listen to. Feels bad to think about. Um, goddamn! I'm, I'm... But it is on Tubi and on this DVD Blu-ray combo uh, out by uh, Agfa. So please pick it up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know it's not fun or good, but it might be interesting to watch if you want to watch the worst movie you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> Quincy, where can our listeners find us on the internet? We are constantly posting on Instagram at Rankin Vile and on Twitter at Rankin Vilecast. Hell yeah. And then, uh, guys, if you um, want to send us an email that has, you know, any requests for movies that you want us to do, um, or you just want to, like... Or if you, or as aforementioned, if you are the person doing these tags on IMDb... Please, please reach out. To please us. explain to us why you. No judgment. This is a this is a safe space. We just want to talk. <laughs> this is a judgment free zone. We just want turn on your location. We we just want to talk. Um, this is also. Uh, I just wanted to remind you guys. We do have a Patreon at patreoncom slash Uh If you like what we do on the show, and you maybe want access to some bonus content or access to our show notes where we mostly just sort of shit post while trying to talk about the worst movies we've ever seen. Um, you can definitely go ahead and do that. We, uh, we love doing this show and we love you guys. And thank you for, thank you for listening. And we have a very vibrant discord community. Um, we have a discord server. Uh, I don't know. I think we'll, we'll tweet the link a couple more times. And also well, it's got a whole lot of numbers. I think you can just search. 
Yeah, I think you can just search Rank and Vile on Discord and find it if you can't just tweet. Yeah, it's, it is ex- extremely active. Uh, but barring that, that is uh, that is about all I got. You got anything else? Um, just be safe. The world is very weird right now. Yeah. Don't go uh, to Tampa. Just stay spooky. Like don't don't Tampa specifically. Don't Tampa. Even even aside from the virulent homophobia in Tampa, uh, a lot of COVID. So you know, fuck Tampa. Yeah. But all right, later, folks. <laughs> stay spooky. <laughs>